so we've lamented the last two weeks about the difficulty of putting these lists together. They're mm-hmm. tough. And the immediacy of turning off the record button last week when we did our 90s list, we just started naming actors and we spent the next 20 minutes just saying names. And going, and go, ah! Yes. Yeah. Um, because we said, let's name 10 actors, non-gendered, just all-inclusive top 10 actors, favorites, greatest, however you want to frame that. Mm-hmm. And it became a chore for me. I just started putting down names, and I have literally four pages. I mean, probably mm-hmm. 150 to 200 names. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I began a process that I abandoned for this. Okay, what was yours? Because I, I started to have some reasoning uh, I, as I was going through the list. I was lists. like, I'll, I'll pick my, my favorite horror actor. And I'll pick my favorite mm, uh, transformation actor, my favorite method actor, my favorite classic Hollywood actor, my favorite prosthetics actor, and action or whatever. You know, and I started thinking about it that way, and I th- I, I abandoned that idea. But Pretty, yeah. I, I considered very highly just yeah. doing my ten favorites as ten favorites from individual categories that I've made up. Dalton, what about you? How was your approach to this? Fairly intuitive compared to the other lists. Okay. I sort of like wrote down ten names. And then as I would think of other names, I would put, you know, yeah. ma- max, I would never have more than like 13 names down. And then I would just go, okay, somebody's yeah. got to go. And then I would remove yeah. a couple and then I would le- leave the list and I would think about it some more. And that's eventually over the where week. I ended up that's, kind of yeah. something close to that. Yeah. yeah over the weeks, so I just kind of let that percolate and evolve. And I, I de- you know, I thought about, I did limit myself. You had to have worked in the 21st century. I just made my life easier. I was like, I don't even want to think about it. There's too many people whose body of works I haven't seen enough of to like properly evaluate. I mean, I don't, I can't compare Newman and Redford. I don't, I, there's just too many blind spots, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, you had to have worked in the 21st century uh, for my list. I prefer list. Bobby. Sure. For the record. Um, who's yeah. not on the list, but anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, it, well, you know, sometimes it was about persona as much as it was about roles, you know, or reliability, um, general charisma, you know, kind of a big factor for, yeah. for this yep. list, I think. Iconicity uh, was something I thought about a lot. Definitely. Yeah. I, I kind okay. of went mostly for icons. Even the character actors I picked are kind of iconic character actors. Mm-hmm. So that I was kind of definitely thinking about that, too. Like, are they one of the greats? You know, are are they a proper movie star slash actor? Are they doing it both? And how well are they doing both? That's how I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, the intuitive thing was there for me, right? It was, okay, this name's coming to mind. I looked at lists. I, you know, looked at best my best ofs from the last, you know, my, mm-hmm. or the movies I watched the last few years and ranked and, and to see who popped out and names I may have forgot. And there was a lot of, oh, this person. And, and then mm-hmm. it became, okay, who am I actively seeking out as well? Because there's a difference between, oh, I love when this person shows up versus I need to see what else they've done sure. as well. So part of that, I think the intrigue to seek out work to kind of wait out. Because there are a lot of people I'm like, oh, man, I love them when I love when they show up in a movie. And, you know, they're part of me wanting to see a movie as well. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. that kind of selling factor, that sales factor of it. and. And then charisma as well, mm-hmm. just also maybe some nostalgia in places, just, sure. you know, iconic performances, so all of that as well, yeah. I ended up making a cop-out caveat for myself, and uh, we were talking about this off-air. I, basically, uh, number one and number two are really number one and number two, and then I have eight tied for three, and there might be more tied for three. Yeah, that are off the list. Yeah, and so there could well, be should... 150 actors in my top 25 well, conceivably. I, yeah, I got my list down to 36 names, threw that in a ranker, and then just started comparing them, mm. and felt pretty okay with what came out of that. 
I don't know if I'm still in love with it or not, but I'm like, I think it's a solid top 10. Right. On. Yeah. And I, and I, I, feel and I, I did make a couple of shuffles for personal preference after looking at it. And, but otherwise I was like, you know what? These 10 actors on any given day are, are pretty good. So. Hello, everybody. And welcome again to the Good Trash Genrecast. We gather around a table and we usually just talk about the films you don't discuss in film studies courses. But today we're talking about actors. It's the summer of lists. You'll probably talk about some of these actors in a film studies course. Yes. Yeah. I'm still Dustin. I'm still Arthur. I'm Dalton. And so that's what we're going to do. Ten through one of our favorite, best, most... Our favorite actors. Favorite actors. You always yeah. overcomplicate it. It's just favorite. Well, because I'm thinking all the thoughts. You want to throw that word best in there. You I... want to get that subjective word in there. I'm just thinking like, all is... the thoughts. I get it. Did your film professor critic... Uh, ego tie at you like I've got to have this person on the list ever uh, where you're like how, I can't leave this person you know yes, I, never, I didn't really think I had in, one in particular initially a little bit but yeah. then I was like you know I don't care that's my list yeah. I take it back two there were two yeah. that I was like well I can't not I can't have you know it's not my fault that all ten spots are made up by Polly Shore right <laughs> so that's uh, I put, I picked Shannon Tweed for all ten of mine. That's weird. All right, so I think I went first one time. You went first one time. Well, Dalton. I think Dalton gets to go first. Who's your number ten? ten. She's a pistol. She's one of uh, the South's American South's great performers uh, and Texas icon. Uh, I, I think representative of a lot of women the three of us probably grew up around from this part of the country. It's Holly Hunter. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Just a, nice. yeah, an absolute killer. Good Never pick. disappoints. Thank you. I like Holly Hunter. Yeah, she's yeah. just great, right? Like raising Arizona. Even is this this really fantastic starring you know breakout role. The piano is this like tour de force mute performance that you know is really. And then you know late in career does stuff like The Big Sick with uh, Camille Angiani, um and Ray Romano, and is just so fun in that. Yeah, she's just infinitely reliable and just so charming uh just like her i like mm. her crooked little mouth i like her fun accent she's cool man I, she's just yeah i've always thought she's just a fun actor and uh, just got a great persona nice nice pick very nice pick uh number 10 for me is uh miss florence Pugh. nice i uh macbeth lady macbeth is yep. really the thing i yeah. mean th- she's got a number of other roles she's she's even good in bad movies like don't worry darling and she's Again, the charisma factor, the the way in which she seems to uh, position herself in her choices and in her performances. They sure she's doing some superhero-y kind of stuff, and you know, getting some of those big roles there. But she seems to position herself in that I am going to look for interesting and challenging roles. Mm-hmm. And she does that with Midsummer. She, I mean, a number of places we could talk about. Uh, she's got a rel- relatively short filmography, and that's mm-hmm. probably why she ended up being the 10th yeah. of our third place mm-hmm. uh, finishers, uh, t- or the 7th of the whatever. Anyway, uh, the math Your list is, is so convoluted. Uh, it, well, it is. But that, that's why she's as far back as she is in being named. Yeah. But that's just because of the shorter body of work yep. at this point. Sure. But um, I, I, I see no reason to not expect incredible things from her. And everything I've seen from her so far has been incredible. Yeah. She's on an incredibly short list for me uh like you said uh she has a short filmography but it's one i've mostly sought out i think i've seen mm-hmm. almost everything she's done at this point uh yeah i think so except too. for a couple of early things that are just maybe harder to find or did something. you see the zach Braff movie no okay that, i mean that just came out this year right yeah, yeah i haven't yeah. even got to nah yeah um but i mean yeah fighting my family the commuter love fighting uh, my you know, family. she gets a bit in there so oh, she's in the commuter. yeah she's a bit in that so love right. flop you uh even her uh, weird horror movie that's on Netflix. It's not very good. I've mm. seen. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, she's she's really good. I like her. Yep. Who's your number ten art? Um, well, mine's also from the south. In fact, she's so far south, she's on another hemisphere. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's the one and only Tony Collette, uh, uh, the yeah. Aussie herself, uh, making her spot here at number ten. Just obviously huge resurgence, I think, with Hereditary, um, putting her into a mainstream conversation in a way I don't think she had been kind of prior. Um, but comedy, horror, drama, she can do it all. She's great range, great comedic timing. Um, she's a standout in the Knives Out, the first Knives Out film. Uh, but even going back to the Sixth Sense, you know, I revisited that a couple years ago, uh, and realizing, you know, oh, I didn't, re- you know, I didn't think about Tony Collette being a mom in that, and there she's just knocking it out of the park as well in 1999. And so, uh, I, I really appreciate the kind of career trajectory she's had, and she's becoming more of a known quantity. Um, I haven't had a chance to see Mafia Mama yet. Uh, but she is the reason I would go watch Mafia Mama, and mm-hmm. I, I want to see it because of her. Uh, she just seems to have a great charm and uh, personality as well, from what I could tell. And, you know, she has a great response to, you know, method acting, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, what's your method? And, you know, the actor, you know, the director yells, roll, and I get into my role. You yeah. know, like uh, the, the kind of undercutting love, of love the that absolute yeah. nonsense of method acting that we've it's pretend darling yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun so yeah number 10 is tony collette nice nice moving on to number nine what's number nine for you daltonian well here i'll speaking of southerners be singing a song of praise mm. for song King oh, Howe. Yeah, uh, yeah i just caught up with memories of murder and that really did cement his spot on this list like holy shit he's so good in that movie he's just always so good Start talking about somebody that can do it all uh mm-hmm. comedy drama pathos yeah. tragedy in the same movie yeah in the same scene yeah he it's insane yeah, he he's just good. yeah he's so good uh, and he can always kind of surprise you with what his role ends up being mm-hmm. you know even when he's like clearly positioned as the lead he will still end up doing something to really kind of make you go, oh shit i didn't expect that out of this character yep. or this performance yeah I, he's just unimitatable uh you know a true legend of korean cinema and uh somebody whose career i love watching and can't wait to see uh how it continues to unfold because he's Kind of one of the goats, yeah. Uh, and it's not just in within his his nation cinema. He is just incredible. That's great, yeah. yeah. He almost he was on my short list again. Just yeah. didn't come in to that didn't top ten in. spot. So I was thinking about for my number nine position, uh, the Italians is what I was thinking Why? about. Well, Pasta? I like, but I like Pacino. I like De Niro. I, I you know, mm, Italian Americans. Italian American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a rigatoni kind of guy. Yeah, rigat- oh my god, Farafelli. You're gonna get us canceled <laughs> by the Italians. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, they, they got that Mario power. Uh, get anyway. their bicycles out and come get me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, a community, Sorry, Rosalini. A community known for its robust <laughs> anti-defamation uh, movement. Okay, but I end up going with John Cazell. Uh, Whoa, okay. Dog Day Afternoon, The Godfather, yeah. The Deer Hunter, The Conversation. He made four movies and he died. He dated Meryl Streep. He's an incredible uh, yeah, character. I mean, actor. An undisputed four movie run. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just incredible in what he's able to do and the way in which he's able to inhabit those roles and play different kinds of roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my nod there is, is, is the career that could have been, but the career that was is st- lights out. Mm-hmm. Lights out. Just you, you ne- the, uh, this is the unlike Pacino, unlike De Niro, this guy never misses mm-hmm. ever. Now, given an opportunity, maybe he would have, but he didn't. 
So I'm, I'm going to give it to the guy who never missed, and he got lucky and you know died, I guess. But I got I got one I got one coming up for you. But he never yeah, missed, I and so you. John Cazelli, uh, Gazelle hmm. is, is is the one for me. So that's that's number nine for me. Who comes in at number nine for you, Art? Uh, number nine for me comes from uh, the Emerald Isle. Uh, it's the one and only Sarah Ronan. Oh, um, she's so good, just absolute a killer. Incre- yeah. I mean, she starts as a child actor with. Uh, I can't think of the movie. Atonement. Atonement. And then mm-hmm. she comes in there and then just builds a great career. She does young adult stuff. She does uh, drama. She does comedy. She's great in See How They Run. She's done SNL. She's hosting. done action. She, she's yeah. been a vampire. Hannah, Byzantium. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brooklyn is a phenomenal movie as well. Uh, just absolutely love her. I, I always look forward to see what she does next. Uh, really can do just about anything and has done no wrong for me Range. yet. Yeah, Range. just incredible and so young, right? And so I look forward to the career uh, in front of her, especially this new partnership kind of that's budgeted with uh, Gerwig, mm-hmm. uh, with the the one two of Lady Bird and Little Women. And so yeah, Sarah Sharonin for me. Yeah, good call and good call. We're doing number eight now, Dalton. What do you say? Speaking of actors who never missed, and you know he was in bad movies. Don't get me wrong, but he oh he never missed. He never missed. Never a false note out of this actor. Roger Dodger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gone too soon. We've paid tribute to him on this podcast before. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Uh, I, I just re- caught up, or not caught up with. Right. Oh, yes, caught up with and watched for the first time. Synecdoche, New York. Mm. Uh, PSH has been on the short list since I started making yeah. this list. Uh, and I was like, well, I got to get to this one. This is one of his big starring roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I was just blown. One of the all-time great Putters and Murmurs performances. Just a lot of... And... Oh, my God. I think I'm dying. <laughs> um, God, he's so good. Do you have a wife? girlfriend i'm gonna hurt her i just like come on a great mission impossible three villain yeah. uh basically played l ron hubbard without playing l ron hubbard in the master uh just an absolute bonkers performance uh nobody does meek better than my mm-hmm. boy psh come on boogie nights that's sad fuck yeah uh happiness yep. talk about sad sacks boy we can't even talk about why he's sad and happiness it's very not uh appropriate for uh, the the main feed, that's some that's some good trash after dark stuff. If we're talking about Todd Solondz's <laughs> happiness, uh, yeah, I, he just never missed though, and he was so daring. He would do it all, and, you know. And he did the biopic. You know, he got his best actor ro- sure. role for Capote, but which was what, incredible. Sure, I, a blind spot for me. Yeah. Um, but that's what's so interesting about him is he's like a character actor who was so good he got to be a leading man mm-hmm. and he got to do it a couple mm-hmm. of times and and you know never shied away from the character actor thing. You know, I think after. Or contemporaneous to Capote does Twenty Fifth Hour. Oh no, I guess Twenty Fifth Hour is a few years earlier. But I think he's great in a supporting role in that, that Spike Lee film uh, alongside um, oh, what's his name, the narrator from Fight Club, Ed Norton. Uh, he's he's one of Ed Norton's friends in that, and he's again primo sad sack stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Paquin keeps hitting on him, it's, and it's making him so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and just talk about guys that are uncomfortable on screen, uh, and an actor that I can relate to because like you can see a real human being in there. Uh, on the other side of the screen, you see him, his discomfort with within the, the apparatus of screen acting, I think. And I think that's kind of like one of his great traits is like there's just a guy you can't help but empathize for because his his whole vibe is just one of of kind of melancholy, but tenderness. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. But yeah, uh, one of my favorites, indisputably. Very Phil cool. Seymour Hoffman. 
Very cool, very cool. Uh, for number eight for me, I, I went to Mount Rushmore. Uh, the iconic Ronald Reagan. Ronald, Re- the actor. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan's not on Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. My uh, petition's getting circulated though. <laughs> it is the great Boris Karloff. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, Frankenstein obviously is the role he's most known for, but he does a great bunch of turns uh, as heavies before that in uh, sort of gangster pictures mm-hmm. in the '30s, and uh, and then moving on into the uh, uh, the sort of post. Uh, Frankenstein role, the Black Cat with Bela Lugosi, even something like Targets, which is a movie I've been thinking about a lot lately. We I mm-hmm. talked about it at one point in the chat. Mm-hmm. He's got a great appearance in that movie as well as an actor, and it, uh, he just seems to be able to do whatever is needed to be done again as an actor. And so, yes, you want menace? I got menace. You want sensitivity and uh, empathy? I got that too. You want uh, just. He's and again just an iconic actor and performer with an iconic voice. He's got that song Monster Mash, and uh, you know, yeah, I love. And the the Grinch, or did he narrate the original Grinch? Ooh, I could not tell you that off, but sounds like it. Oh, dang, that would be cool. uh, It seems you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, Yeah, I I I don't know if he did the song, but I thought he was. I think he might have done the narration. In fact, I think that's very possible. But yeah, he's, he's just, he's got the, one of those great voices in all of horror. Um, They're coming to get you, Barbara, is a Boris Karloff joke. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great stuff. And so, yeah, I love me some Boris Karloff. Uh, and so he comes in at number eight for me. Did he do the Grinch? He voiced the Grinch. He voiced the Grinch. He was the Grinch Incredible. himself. So there you go. Boris Karloff at number... And the narrator. Yep. Eight for me. Number eight for you, Arthur. Uh, well, he's the aforementioned uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, especially as I was getting more into movies, he was definitely one. Uh, I mean, command a scene, big, boisterous, or quiet me. I mean, he had that range yeah. in, in any given moment that he needed to. And so I think maybe my first experience with him was actually probably Punch Drunk Love, but that was a <laughs> movie I bounced off of hard in 2004 or whenever I first saw it. Is that oh, right? The, the timeline. Man. That's right. Oh, four, oh, five. Yeah. Because um, I remember, you know, going into that looking for an Adam Sandler movie, which Whoops definitely was not, right? Uh, and so, um, probably Capote is really saw him and began to kind of really understand more uh, but him. But I, I think of him as art and Moneyball as the mm. disenfranchised manager of this team who just doesn't get it or want to buy into this nonsense. And uh, I think about, you know, putting on a mustache he does charlie wilson's war right i mean he can do any support he can lead uh he adds so much to an ensemble i mean yeah he's one of the greats uh, i mean could do anything like dusty said, and twister, twister man yeah. i mean he's, he's he's lovable he's fun also incredibly menacing when he needs yeah. to be yeah just, go full evil on yeah dime. incredibly yeah. dangerous uh and i just he speaks to his power his talent his charisma um but the ability to not be an everyman, he, you know, or I guess more of an everyman, but not to be kind of traditionally Hollywood handsome mm-hmm. and to have the kind of career that he had, I think speaks so much to his talent and skill and people wanting to work with him and bring him in and just the insane talent he had. So yeah, it's, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. We're moving on then to number seven. What is magic number seven? Lucky number seven for you. It is the aforementioned. I wonder how much more overlap Arthur and I will have. Tony Collette. Yes. Yeah, I, she's, I, 
I started watching, I stumbled across this movie, Clock Watchers, the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Andy, do you know this one? Yeah, it's know, her, yeah. Parker Posey, uh, Lisa Kudrow, and Alana Eubach, I think is her name. She's been in a bunch of stuff, but fairly prolific character actor but yeah i just started watching this i have i haven't even finished it yet but as i was watching i was like okay well tony collette's going on the list and she she was already kind of in the running yeah um and and i i just was so charmed by her in this film and it's just it is a much more it's a very early her role you know she's kind of playing this this shy new girl at the at the that's temping at this office and and again, Arthur, you spoke so eloquently about like what works about her on screen, and she is just so capable at at any flavor you need. And I, I think that's something we're going to keep having yeah. throughout this list is actors who are able to do it all, not just within their career, but within scenes and within films. They're able to give you a lot of layers, and I think that's something you can always count on from Tony Collette is uh, believability and layers. Yeah, a, a fantastic actor. Very cool, very cool. For me, number seven is another icon, uh, one of those with a short career, uh, again, uh, gone too soon kind of actor, but was able to redefine a genre and was absolutely electric as soon as he sort of uh, began to headline and do star vehicles in pictures. That's the great Bruce Lee. Uh, Man, guys... Bruce yeah. Lee. You uh, spent a lot of time with him the last couple of years. I, I have spent quite a bit of time. And so, yeah, for, yeah I mean, yeah. he's going to make my Makes top sense. ten list. Bruce yeah. Lee is one of the, yeah, one of my favorite actors to watch. Uh, one of the most important pop figures mm. of the 20th century. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it had influence outside of just the sort of domain of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. He has, obviously, in martial sports and also uh, hip-hop culture and just the, 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 the way his, his... Fashion. Fashion, yeah. His is just absolutely... Uh, man, those shoes. The sunglasses. The sunglasses. The yeah. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Fit, just fitness in general, whether, yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned martial sports, martial arts is a bigger umbrella. And then again, just like fitness Health amongst wellness, martial arts. Yeah, a, yeah a, diet, a dietitian, a philosopher. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. And so, yeah, love me some Bruce Lee, and I spent quite a bit of time with him. And so, yeah, in my top 10, obviously that icon is going to make his way in there because, yeah, I love me some Bruce Lee. So he's number seven for me. What's number seven for you, Arturo? <laughs> Um, my number seven is also an icon, uh, just a decade spanning career started in TV in the late fifties, got his break in 62, uh, with a movie called, uh, you might've heard of it to kill a mockingbird. He's yeah. still working as of 2022. One of the all time greats can do Westerns, can do action, can be, uh, funny, serious, whatever you need is the one and only Robert Duvall. I love Bobby Duvall, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, growing up. He was in the house a lot. Uh, my dad loved Lonesome Dove, and that was probably my first big uh, introduction to him. Nice. Uh, but to kind of go through and you know watch Tender Mercies and watch uh, The Godfather and to see these other things and to see him show up and stuff like Gone in 60 Seconds, where he just adds credibility to anything he does, no matter if it's you know a quote-unquote good movie or not. Uh, Robert Duvall just instantly is able to up your your cast and your ensemble uh something like days of thunder where he's working alongside tom cruise you know he's just great uh he's got such a fun personality on screen a great charisma he seems like he could be your uncle your grandpa uh but he could also be a cutthroat businessman uh a cop you know he can do it all he's in falling down uh, which we talked about recently uh, in our '90s movies episode, but man, I, I love him, and so I think a bit is as a nostalgia of growing up watching him and seeing him, and, and the kind of a love for him in our household. But just his work, his filmography, just stands on its own, and as as one of the all time greats, I think. And there's just something 
I don't know, warm and comforting when he shows up on screen. I'm always happy yeah. to see Bobby Duvall pop I get up. That. And so, yeah, it's it's Robert Duvall. Yeah, I, I love him. Yeah, I will see a movie just for Bobby Duvall. So, yeah. yeah, that's definitely a good pick for that. Number six, we're coming in now. Dalton? To the end of the first half of the list. I would not have thought about this, but this, this actor kind of has a lot in common with your, your description of Duvall. I uh, can do it all. Can can be your uncle, can be your granddad, and can be a lot of different versions of uncle and granddad. You know, he's a complicated actor, iconic, I would say. Maybe one of the most iconic actors of of his era. When you absolutely, positively got to charm every motherfucker in the room, <laughs> except no substitutes. It's Samuel L. Jackson. There yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come I on. Man, him. the myth, the legend. Ne- yeah. Need I say more? Yeah. yeah. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Get ready. It, I, he's just, he's a killer. He, I, he'll do anything. He's done plenty of garbage, and I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. He works. He likes to get paid. One of the all-time great behind-the-scenes stories of roasting Leo for not being able to say the N-word on Django. I'm just like, dude, come on, do your job. Like, well, you think nobody in this room has heard that word before from a white person? Like, right. come on, hustle. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we got stuff to do. Such a funny story. Uh, yeah, I, I, one of the great actors uh, of his generation, of, or any generation, so iconic. They put him in comic books, and his portrayal in comic books was so iconic. They transposed it back over to film. Truly a metatextual icon. Mm-hmm. That's semiotics, baby. That's that's Sam Jackson. Very good, very good. Um, I finished my little trio, trilogy, trinity of iconic actors here uh, with my number six pick. Uh, the guy defined another another guy that defines a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely. Uh, is able to be a leading man without looking like a traditional leading man and plays a leading ma- a leading man who might go dark on you. Mm-hmm. He might go villain mode at any given moment. And before that, had a great career as playing villains. Uh, was able to fight fascism and uh, so um, uh, racism in the KKK in a movie like Black Legion. I am talking about Humphrey Bogart, who uh, later on goes to make uh, The Big Sleep. To kill a mo- not to kill a mock- the, the, the the Maltese Falcon. You said to kill a mockingbird and it I threw did. me off. Uh, the birds. Maltese Falcon uh, in a lonely place. He does comedy. Uh, him and man, good times. Uh, love me some Bogart. Uh, Bogey's going to make my list, and yeah. he comes in at number six yeah. for me. So moving on, what's number six for you, Arthur? Uh, this gentleman operates, I think, within the same similar space as a Philip Seymour Hoffman for me. Um, I mean, he is still with us, and he's still building up quite the filmography. Um, but he has that similar sort of non-traditional look and style um, that I think works so well with PSH. Uh, and it's Paul Dano. Nice. Um, okay. I, yeah. I love Paul Dano. Um, I'd seen him in quite a bit, you know. Mannered uh, and nervy, but like in a way that pretty much always works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we see, I think, a lot of kind of sad sack roles with him or he can be kind of a sinister. He's a, kind of a heavy in looper, mm-hmm. right? When he shows up. Um, but he does something like love and mercy, uh, which is so good. Um, he does, you know, Swiss army man, which is kind of a whole other thing. Right. And so he's just somebody that I don't know. He's got this kind of unique, weird charisma that just really works. You know, um, he gets to be frantic and, uh, frenzied as the Riddler uh, in uh, the Batman, uh, and just seeing him show up is always a fun. He's somebody I will usually actively seek out. Uh, he's got to do some directing of his own uh, with uh, the Gyllenhaal um, 
Mulligan, I think, uh, film that they did. Wild Rose? I don't know what it's called, but I had totally forgotten about this movie. Yeah, Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But, you know, he's got to get behind the camera as well, and I think he has a good eye for that. I mean, early in his career, he has to keep up with Daniel Day-Lewis, and there will be blood. And, you know, I think he does an all right job. Yeah, Yeah, he does. Uh, So I I absolutely am always happy to see Paul Dana show up, and he's one of those who I usually, if I get a whiff that he's in a project, I'm going to be probably seeking it out, Mm because I think he just absolutely delivers anytime he's on screen. So it's, it's Paul Dana. Very good pick, very good pick. We're coming to the halfway mark now, part five, number five. What's the number five pick for you, Dalton? In a word, she's ethereal. Mm. In another word, she's Tilda. Uh, I mean, come on. You can't on. put her in a box. Uh, you, you, you can't define her. You cannot. I wouldn't even dare to try. I'm not even going to bother to list her credits. I don't think she's a person. I don't. No. Uh, Becca has this bit about tall, beautiful people being aliens. Uh, and yeah, I, angel, alien, uh, fourth dimensional being. Who knows? I, is she just like us? Is she one of like us lowly people? One of us regulars? Probably. But, you know, I'm going to keep the mystique going and say Tilda Swinton is one of the coolest actors ever. Just like exudes cool and and does a lot, does villainous, does heroine does character actor mm-hmm. uh god is so funny dude is is hilarious when speaking of bong joon ho collaborators mm-hmm. uh she's so funny in uh snowpiercer and okja um oh my and she just she'll work with anybody she's like always chasing auteur directors uh i think m- one of my like definitive performances for her is only lovers left alive i just think she's incredible in that film uh, but you can't go wrong. Literally, uh, maybe we've talked about a couple hit rates with uh, these selections. And yeah, I think somebody that's never missed, uh, at least what I've seen of the filmography. Yeah. One of the greats for sure. Tilda Swinton. Number five for me is also Tilda Swinton. Uh, so very, nice. all the things you, you said. Were, you were giving me a look and I was wondering. The early partman- partnerships with uh, with Derek Jarman, uh, Caravaggio, and Blue are incredible performances. And then uh, the way in which she's playing villainous, I love her as the uh, the White Witch in the Chronicles of Narnia. And then her ability to again to play roles with some you know we talk about the comedic roles, but these sort of real life real characters. Even though she is a space alien, she can be a person that I know and understand. That's a real life person in something like we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean she just has the range God, she's so good in that movie. and is so striking and is just one of those actresses that when i see her in anything i want to watch her uh i loved her in memoria and when i was really mad that her spanish was better than um than it should be in a movie like that and just she's she's an incredible actress and uh, so yeah Attila Swinton also number five for me well, so speaking of you know her most recent work memoria one of her other ones three thousand years of longing like talk about defying conventions of what studios will allow a, a middle-aged woman to do she's like still a romantic like a romantic lead mm-hmm. period and that's very cool like, yeah that this added you know well she's, she's ageless right she's ageless it helps she looks she's, incredible yeah. yeah but she's in her 60s right i think so yes yeah nobody knows well good point i mean she's probably a three thousand year old welsh woman like she is in only lovers left alive i mean yeah. very likely yeah or doctor strange god it's weird how like She's done some big movies too, mm-hmm. and it's just like we'll dip in and be like, "Yeah, I'll, we'll get that bag and like give a you know pretty reliable performance, and then go back to doing the cool stuff." Yep. Ugh. 
Nice. Good Love Tilda. So number five, number five. What's number five for you, Arthur? You gotta play the game. Yeah, yeah I know. My top five are all <laughs> kind of icons. Uh, mm-hmm. And sorry, it's not Tilda Swinton. Uh, <laughs> she did not make. If I think if I had seen more of the the big E on the I chart roles, you know, the earlier stuff, I haven't seen. We didn't talk about Gavin. Mm. Uh, it's mostly been some of the supporting stuff. But I mean, yeah, I love her. I think she's incredible. My five though, uh, he fills a very important role in modern society. He's America's dad. Uh, it's the one and only uh, thanks, uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, good pick. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, just incredible. I mean, he, you know, came out doing some comedy stuff in the '80s. You know, bosom buddies. He works with Dante. You know, the the Burbs and things like that. Uh, Bachelor party. And then he he just makes a turn with Philadelphia, uh, and is immediately recognized as one of the greats uh, at a very early age. And then from there on out, it's just kind of the history books, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just an absolute career from, um, uh, my goodness, what's the baseball movie? A League of Their, of their Own? League of Their Own. You're thinking of Kevin Costner for some reason. Uh, League yeah, own. League of Their Own, Forrest Gump. No crying in baseball. Uh, he can do anything. He can do no wrong. He can do schlock. You know, he can do something like The Circle, uh, which is not well received at all. Uh, but again, kind of like Duvall, I mean, he just brings legitimacy because he's Tom Hanks. Like, there's mm-hmm. a mythology almost about him, this legend about him. You know what I mean? And is playing with that later in this late stage of his career is like yeah. definitely making choices that like kind of play on his persona. Well, there's, you know, there's that very meta thing of him playing Fred Rogers, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a very similar, I think, right. component to the two of them. Well, him and Jimmy Stewart sort of occupy yeah. a similar space, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, man, just... But then he goes and does Colonel Tom Parker and plays like, you know, the yeah. great 20th century huckster. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a cameo in the 1883 Yellowstone prequel. He's a he's a, oh, yeah? he's a, uh, a Union general who talks to Tim McGraw for like one scene. Great. Classic. And, and, and man, it's so good. That Western he did, News of the World, that's pretty solid was it good yeah didn't catch up with it's kind of cool but i mean just just an output right i mean he's just constantly doing stuff he's worked with Working. all of the greats that he probably could right um and so just a legendary career uh somebody i absolutely love uh who just just seems like an absolutely insanely beautiful human being as well mm-hmm. yeah uh it's sully sullivan himself uh tom hanks very good very good moving on then to number four who comes in at number four for you dalton number four is powerhouse is a word that comes to mind it's viola davis yeah yeah uh very close to my list yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i think woman king last year like really spent her role as like one of the great movie stars uh, i mean she's been working for years and years breaks out in doubt in 08 and just is just like hits the ground running with that breakout role and, and again it's like in a ton of stuff before that uh but you know it gets that break breakthrough performance finally and uses the connections that she's had by being a cool nice actor and working with a lot of people and like is manages to like make her career like take off in a huge way. And I guess over the last bare, like 15 years since Doubt came out, she's like cemented her place as like having a legendary career. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Widows being kind of like the other like holy shit starring performance. I mean, I, she's great in everything, but yeah. those yeah. are the two for me that TV I'm just, like, and big screen, you know, yeah. great turn oh, yeah. on how to get away with murder. Yeah. And then just, I mean, racks up a career that is kind of spoken with in the same breath as a Meryl Streep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In half, half the time. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's able to crush and steal every scene in a supporting role in a movie like Air. Just the gravitas, right? Well, yeah. and does... Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know? I mean, make something as asinine as the help, like, 
a real movie. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. That just like <laughs> Herculean effort to get that movie. Her her and Octavia Spencer truly both like mm-hmm. just, just like doing Lord's work. Making that movie yeah. like not be a laughing stock. Yeah. I mean, it still was, but, but like they came, how do you manage to be in that movie and come out with no, I has a bad thing to say about you. Yeah. Well, you were awesome in it. Bring yeah. your a game. Yeah. A movie that everybody like has a, a joke about. Yeah. And again, that's like just again, a reliable performance yeah. every time you need a, like a, a pinch hitter. You need a DA. You need a, you know, to call in somebody to pull in that clutch moment in the right, late closer, in the game, yeah, yeah, you you call in Viola Davis, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and speaking of, I mean, that breakout in doubt, like an, another movie that's kind of, yeah, kind of mixed on, yeah, and like not. It's an acting movie. It's right? very very uh, melodramatic in a movie filled with actors. She has very staged a handful, like thirteen minutes, and gets a supporting actress nomination for it, right? I mean, and, and Wynn is going up right? alongside. Philip Seymour Hoffman yep. and um, uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of Street, uh, yeah. but yeah, and Amy Adams, who is like also kind of coming up at the same time yeah. and finally breaking through. Yeah, yeah, I, just yeah. I got incredible widows, man. I just mm. I think about her. I in think that about movie it a lot all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Dustin? What's what you got in the so the last from the Hollywood Golden Age for me, and so everyone else will be contemporary after this one. But my last Golden mm-hmm. Age actor is uh, the great Ingrid Bergman. Uh, Casablanca is probably the role that everybody knows her for. She is great in that. She's great in um, it just uh, for whom the bell tolls mm-hmm. with uh, man with Fonda, and uh, she's great in Stromboli. She she works in Italy. She works in America. She works in Sweden. She's ethereal. Kind of like and, one of the great international actors. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, works with Hitchcock quite a few times in all movies that I love. And so yeah, I, give me Bergman. Give me give, give me Bergman for days. I I, I love Ingrid Bergman, and uh, she's just incredible. And so for me, she's number four in my favorite actors of all time. Moving on, what do you say for number four, Arthur? Well, somewhat appropriate. It's Bogey himself, Humphrey yeah. Bogart. Uh, man, yeah, just a, the great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's left to be said. Dustin uh, spoke well to him earlier. Uh, I think you know an actor who, once he found what worked for him just took off and just had a dynamite career. Even some of the earlier works are good, but it is really, you know, that post uh, kind of Casablanca era that everybody looks at and he's just knocking it out of the park every time he gets up to bat. And I, I, I love him so much. I think about something like in a lonely place where he puts oh, on man. such a performance of, I don't know if I can trust him or not because he does seem like he could be a loose cannon. He, he just is able to toe that line between kind of sad sack and anti-hero in, in such a smart way uh, that works so well. And so, yeah, he's great, great chemistry with his co-stars, uh, always putting some great, you know, uh, projects. And so it's bogey. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on to number three, man, we're in the clincher now. What's number three for you, Dalton? At number three, this is how you're going to be defined for the rest of your life. Who yeah. are your top three actors? My number three is an actor who has gotten a lot of shit. And I think sits in a lineage of acting as physical performance. Okay. I think, you know, we, yeah. we've kind of talked about like classic dramaturgists on these lists so far, but drama and, or film, film is movement, right? And, and part of that is the, the movement of the human body on screen. And I think if we're, we're trying to pick one actor, that's impossible. But if you want to talk about an actor who is carrying on the legacy of physical performance on film, I think there's no better highlight than Keanu Reeves. 
uh, one of God's perfect angels. Yes. One of one of the sweetest people in a terrible industry. Yeah. Uh, th- there's just there's a <laughs> yeah. There's a meme about women making accusations against him because it seems so unlikely that it would happen. Do you guys know about this? It's just like uh, a headline that appears every once in a while. Like it's been floating around for like six years now. That's funny. And it just pops up every once in a while. And it's yeah, it it's like a just a fake headline Uh, i've never been able to find the article the headline comes from and i found a know your meme page for the headline so that's funny okay so it is just a a bit Mm. yeah uh i don't know what do you want me to say yes we pretended he was a bad actor for years and by we i mean culture Mm -hmm. and wasn't that foolish and hasn't he been vindicated now with his his sweetness with his charm his likability with his pathos it is true like my man has carried a dead dog movie for four (laughs) films and we've watched him kill a thousand people, and we're still on his side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is, you know, gives the definitive every man neutral mask uh, hero's journey performance of, of the, you know, last we talked about this last week, kind of the definitive late 20th century, early 21st century action film. Uh, a very important career. A very fun guy. And he just likes motorcycles. And yes, he is not doesn't have the range or the chops of some of the other actors on these lists by any stretch of the imagination. But what he lacks in that, he more than makes up for in his commitment to the craft and his willingness to put his body on the line. Uh, even if it's a little less crazy than somebody like Tommy C. You know, obviously he's not jumping off of a parachuting off of a dirt bike. Sure. But he's going to the gym and he's rolling for hours and hours <laughs> just doing judo and jujitsu, trying to look slick at 60 almost. That's tough. Yeah. That's number three. Number three for you. Very good. Very good. Number three for me. Uh, gosh. This is the last one that doesn't count for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's... <laughs> it's a real number three. Could be number three, number ten. Doesn't matter. It, it's incredible. <laughs> incredible. Uh, just body of work. Uh, great as supporting roles great as a lead great just man she's great and she and and her her continual partnership with one of my favorite my favorite director of all time um partnership with david lynch it's laura dern good pick. and gosh man she just crushes it and i just every time i see her i'm like ah yeah yeah and and sometimes she'll she'll sneak in on you on a movie you don't even know she's gonna be there and then she is and you're like this is 100 percent better now i give yeah. this movie a whole another star just because of the presence of laura dern mm-hmm. and so yeah laura dern for me is definitely number three and i love her a lot i support this decision yeah there's a lot of those early works of hers i haven't seen that i'd really like to go back and catch up with because in the you know obviously jurassic park is you know the thing i've always associated sure. her with but you know, see her in a show up as something like Marriage Story, where she just absolutely gets to steal the show. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Little Lies, you know, on yeah. TV. She's just yeah, yeah. so terrible on that show yeah. and so fun. So the things I've gotten to see her in, I just do. I, I adore. And so, I, you know, I could easily see her making a list like this in the future if I caught up with some of those earlier works. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's coming in for number three for you, Art? Man, um, maybe for me, uh, the best thing to come out of the new Hollywood. He is an actor who... Uh, from an early age, I think I understood the appeal and, and why he works so well. But I mean, this is a guy who's had a, a decade spanning career. I think one of the all time greats. Um, he starts very early on in Schlock working alongside Roger Corman. Uh, he starts uh, riding bicycles alongside Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. Uh, and he comes into his own with five EVPs and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's, it's Jack Nicholson. Absolutely. Uh, an excellent pick. Just for me has always stood 
probably in a Mount Rushmore kind of space yeah. you know, from a very early age. And, you know, obviously the Joker catching up with him in The Shining. But even, you know, as good as it gets, the movie just like a character and a performance. I am always just astounded by. I believe just, she makes him want to be a better man. You, you know, what if that's as good as it gets? Right. Um, man, you know, how do I how do I write women? <laughs> Well, first I write a man, and then I remove all logic and reason. He's such an asshole. He is. Terrible. (laughs) But he's, man. And then his Lakers shenanigans is just, he knows he's a legend, too, but he's also, I don't know, there's just something about Jack. charming? Yeah. 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 I I, I recently came across my uh, Twitter, but there's a, after Jennifer Lawrence won her Oscar, she's doing press, you know, behind the scenes, and Jack comes up to her and, you know, compliments her that she did one. She just absolutely loses it, you know, and he kind of like play flirting with her and hitting on her, you know, and they're doing this little batter, and it's just, you can tell, like, I mean, he's, even to Hollywood, right, he's he's royalty in a way, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so uh, just a phenomenal actor, phenomenal career. I, I don't think I could have made this list without him on here in any form or fashion. So it's, it's Jack. Very cool. Very cool. Moving on to number two, the second favorite best actor of all time. Who is it? Dalton? My, number, my number two is Lydia Tarr. Mm. Who's your number uh, two, guys? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Lydia Tarr, but uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. My number two is Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. I, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You, you want me to it's tell Kate you? Kate, you want me to make the case that Kate Blanchett is a good actor? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I don't need to. Go watch Tar. She's great. Dustin, who's your number two? It's Denzel. Okay. Yeah. Denzel, okay. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, well, he's got a bit where he was messing with somebody and said it's pronounced Denzel. And uh, which so, is, yeah, I tell I talked I told that story recently. Yeah, I, think. Either yeah. I heard it from maybe I don't remember now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, he's got an incredible career. Um, there's not enough Oscars in the world really uh, for the just the performance he's put out. And uh, yeah, I love Denzel and will always love Denzel and always be watching Denzel. So Denzel comes in number two for me. Who's number two for you, Art? King Kong ain't got nothing on him. It's Denzel Washington. That's right, man. I mean one of if not the greatest actor of all time i mean just charisma for years i, I mean untouchable you put him in a scene uh with an actor they need to step up and step up big uh because he's he's that good he's mm-hmm. that clutch he's that much gravitas um me and a friend had a running joke of you know denzel is obviously the one of the last movie stars right mm-hmm. he's in that that kind of uh stratosphere uh, so he's always, you know, it's always what's Denzel. Denzel's playing Denzel as a cop. Denzel's playing Denzel as a train conductor. You know, it's it's that bit, but he's just he's Denzel. It's that true magic of movie star and actor like existing in perfect harmony. Yeah, because right. you're right. Yeah. You can always see he is Denzel. the man. Yeah. You see him. Yeah, you see the man. You see the the celebrity. You see the, the icon. That character. But yeah, he becomes. Yeah. The train conductor who is about to get laid off and has he's to deal with Chris cop. Pine. He's he becomes the, Macbeth. Yeah. 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 But I mean, and he's got, you know, he's got the kind of flourishes. He's got the little stare, the trademark beats that he has or the, the chuckle, range, the or, walk. Yeah, there's those yeah. things that make him Denzel uh, that makes impersonation easy and fun. Um, but Denzel Washington, man. man. Yeah. Great. All right. Number are one. we calling it there? Are we we, we are going to embarrass ourselves one more time? We got to do number one, embarrass ourselves one last time. Who's number one for you, Dalton? Well, I think we know. The greatest actor of all time, <laughs> period. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, go listen to that podcast by Kevin Avery and W. Kamau Bell. It was a fun listen. Uh, they, they got some, they got, they got Spike on. 
Uh, they did one of them. I can't remember who it was. One of them got to meet Denzel outside of a thing one time. So they actually did. So he's aware of the podcast. But yeah, truly a fun exploration of his career. And, uh, you know, a, a podcast that was probably a little responsible for our always be watching Denzel marathons that we've yeah. done on this show. Uh, and an actor that I've always liked and have always had like a really strong relationship to. I mean, he scarred me for life as a child when I saw Training Day, <laughs> as I've discussed at length on this show. Uh, you really shouldn't take a child to that movie, <laughs> for the record. Probably not. Not a, not a ideal. Not ideal. But, you know... Well, see, so, my, my first experience with him was Glory, and so yeah. also scarring. I, and not my, what was my first Denzel experience? Man, even? yeah. Because he's just like such a foundational part of my life, truly. He's like, always he, been there. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's always been one of the greatest working actors mm-hmm. my whole life. And I talk about actors that I have a parasocial attachment to. Yeah, I, somebody that I just like am enamored with and will, will always enjoy watching his career and seeing what he chooses to do because he's... You know, as great as he is and as high-minded as we're being about his career, he's also got this Anton Fuqua collaboration where he's done a bunch of, like, yeah, he does Training Day and gets his Oscar with Fuqua, but then they just do a bunch of action movies together, do a Magnificent Seven remake and three freaking Equalizer movies. Like, right. he's just having a good time doing his old man action bullshit. And he does old man action better than maybe anybody, maybe even better than the king of it, Liam Neeson. I mean, like, Man on Fire kind of starts the old man action phenomenon or at least the modern incarnation of it so i don't know yeah, i think remember the titans was my first exposure to him interesting that's okay. where i was you know we watched that a lot in school yeah that came up yeah. a lot and then yeah going back and through and then you know bone collector hurricane john q mm-hmm. out of time man on fire the the great collaborations with with tony yeah so the goat yeah denzel yeah absolutely denzel uh, Number one for me uh, is Meryl Streep. Uh, sure. I, no introduction needed. She is it, the it's, most... We get to the end of these lists, this 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 particular list. It's just like, what do you... Yeah, you want me to list you, credits? You, yeah, you want to yeah, want me not say Meryl Streep, who is absolutely... Well, and is a list she the full most... of Sophie's Choice. She's the one who made the choice to make the, the thing that we all remember because she's so good. It's... It's Meryl Streep. She's uh, the most nominated, right? Most nominated, most winning, I think. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah, it, absurd. It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, she just she just crushes it, and she does comedy well. She does uh, again, little, sort of like just bit parts. She does cameos. She's goodness gracious. Twenty one nominations, seventeen for best actress, four for supporting actress. Wow, she's won three times. Wow, it's, yeah, just man, it's Meryl Streep, uh, and who absolutely just transforms before your eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. and her, her, her dialect work uh, all by itself is like an, an entire other actress award right there. So yeah, I love Meryl Streep and she's incredible. And I, you have to bow down before There's the like goddess. This, it's like Meryl Blanchett, Kate Winslet. And sure. all three of them have gone like too big before. Like, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. fucks up sometimes, but like, the three of them really do like put in the work. I, I think, I mean, we haven't talked about Danny, uh, but Dan Lewis, uh, kind of another just like, what a good mm-hmm. voice catch. Yeah. You always get a weird voice out of that freak. Right. Love it. Arthur, take us on home. Is, is, it, is it me? Do yeah. I take it home? Yeah. Well, did I just spoil it? What I'm you... trying to think of who your one could be. I just brought up Dan Lewis, but I don't, you know, I don't think of him as like one of your guys. No. Yeah. No. It's, They've been mentioned already, though, and it's the one and only Lydia Tarr herself. It's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, that's good. so yeah, we have the same one in yeah, two different the, order. Okay, she's 
especially in the last few years. I mean, just the absolute range and nothing's beneath. I mean, she's, I think I appreciate actors who, you know, nothing's beneath. They'll do anything, Mm -hmm. especially because they, I think add legitimacy to it, but she can do a superhero costume thing with Thor. Uh, but she could also do an indie art house romance pretty, with well, Carol and, and do a bad accent in an indie movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> she know, could do that, you know, yeah. which one. Uh, so she's just great. Uh, she seems just like the best person you want to hang out with and have dinner with and talk to and just a, a stellar career. Somebody's and, incredibly intimidating that I bet puts you at ease right away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she, I mean, She's in a stratosphere, I think, with Meryl Streep. You know, if she walked in the room, I I don't know what I would do, right? Leave. But then... I would leave immediately. Then she dances at the stage of, you know, a music festival. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I mean, she just does things like that. And, I, you know, she was on Smartless Podcast a while back. And there is that very kind of down-to-earthness about her that I don't think you expect. Kind of the, one of the guys' sense of humor and things like mm-hmm. that that makes her just more... I think interesting and fun and kind of mysterious about her to want to hang out and just who is Kate Blanchett. Right. And so, yeah, I think she is going to probably continue to put up career numbers like Streep. Right. And she's mm-hmm. going to be continued to be held in such a high regard, but she did hot once, you know? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's cool to do hot ones. It is. Yes. It's, it's the greatest. Uh, so I absolutely love Kate Blanchett and she's, Taking the number one spot this time around. So I'm simply just going to adopt your top ten list as my um, co-equal, co-eternal top ten list alongside it. Those and with with the overlaps and yeah. you know because that's uh, the, the question I was thinking is how do we feel after having we did a good job. Made let's the do choice. this. Is there one actor you really wanted to get into the top ten but you just couldn't get him in there? So for, I think for me, here's one I thought about a lot. Really wanted to get. It. I think it's Stephen Root. Uh, just oh, one of the all-time nice. great character actors, nice. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's somebody. He, he's one of those who I mentioned earlier is like when Stephen Root shows up, I'm super pumped, mm-hmm. and he can do anything. I mean, we've seen him in, as Milton in Office Space. Uh, he shows up as Bill on King of the Hill, uh, and then he does something like uh, a hitman's handler in Barry. He's or, so good on Barry, dude. Uh, this mysterious all business entity of get out right mm-hmm. who is obviously evil but also it's that matter of fact way in which he handles everything right this is a business transaction yeah. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so just an incredible range and he can just disappear in anything so when he pops up you're like oh it's steven root wow okay cool you know the the blind record producer of oh brother where i just love <laughs> yeah, him yeah so i don't i don't know if the, he's one i was like do i put him in there because but, you know, I don't actively, like, kind of seek him out. and. But you're so, just always glad to find him. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know if there's anything like that. You, you were like, I really want to put him in there, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, because he's gotten to go leading man, was sort of like the character actor. Like, yeah. for, for all sure. the, the, Mar- the Margot Martindales and the Ann yeah. Dowds and the the Tim Blake Nelson Character actor Margot Martindale? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know... My beloved Ethan Hawke to go back to training day. Sure. He, he was, was on a very short list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my beloved Gen X daddy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. S- another one who I've, in recent years I've really come to admire and appreciate. <laughs> one who has gotten like really adventurous and interesting at yeah. this phase. And it's just like the, the Bloom House and the A24. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I regret not being able to say Robin Williams. Guys, I thought about him a lot. Band, I did too. Just, yeah. Just Robin is great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I, we could make this list again tomorrow and I'd have a completely different top ten. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, I think Denzel and Kate are probably yeah. in the top yeah. one and two yeah. for me. Yeah. No well, I think but I think to your point, like there is that thing of there are forty people I probably could have slotted into the back half of this totally. yeah. without question or concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. For sure, for sure, same. Well, there you go, dear listener. If you want to tell us your favorite ten actors, um, you can tell Dalton. Yes. Because he wants to know. Good trash genre cast at <laughs> gmail.com. Somebody's monitoring our Twitter. Yeah. And if you want it to be one of your 600 for the day. Yeah. If you, if you want one of your 600 tweets to be one of our tweets, uh, it's at Good Trash Media. You can DM us there. Uh, you know, we check on it. We're not posting a ton anymore just because that website got bad. Uh, maybe I'll take over the Instagram at some point. But if you want to, you know, boost our clout, I guess you can follow us at Good Trash Media on Instagram. Also not being updated regularly. But, you know, send us the emails. We'd love to get the give us the, the the good feedback, you know, give us the real thoughtful shit. Goodtrashgenrecast at gmail.com is how you do that. Um, last but certainly not least, if you want to help support our show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash GTM. Find out what's in it for you. I got a new mic stand. We talked about this uh, on our um, garbage shoot we just did for past lives. Yeah. Excuse me, I have the coffee hiccups. Um, I like my new mic stand. Yeah. And if you want to help us have new things like that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash GTM. And uh, that's that's how we get nice stuff is uh, with your help. So uh, find out what's in it for you over there at Patreon. That's slash GTM. We conclude our summer of lists next week. With, with our, a list? With a list. Weird. Believe it or not. Our top 10 lists of all time. <laughs> Yeah, our top ten list makers. Talk about banal. David Letterman's <laughs> top ten numbers of all time. His actual bit he did at one point That's with Casey Kasem announcing him. Yeah, That's it was very great. Good. Uh, no, we'll be doing TV shows. We haven't talked TV shows since like our first year. Yeah, uh, we did like a, a, a finally checking in where yeah. we're at. With yeah, TV. we did a month of pilots uh, and then never looked back. So that month we did Jericho, we did. Buffy, The Wire. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was it. No. Is everybody... No. Am I missing something? We did The Wire. I thought we did Twin Peaks. I thought we did Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah. Well, we did. We did three, and then we did like three pilots. So I think we did... Like a, a three shows of three I episodes. I think we did Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy. Buffy and... The Wire. The Wire. No. Maybe we didn't no do... Twin we, Peaks. Were we just talking about The Wire a lot? I think we each picked one. I think we yeah. did The Wire, Twin Peaks, and Arrested Development. Okay. And then we did Jericho, Buffy, and something else. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We did one episode I of I think just Twin the Peaks, pilots. we did just the pilot because the pilot is so long. Maybe because that's yeah, an hour. And I later on I've made seen you watch. The first th- maybe, yeah, maybe I, we I just watched it together. You and I did afterward watch the first three because you weren't catching the vibe just yet. Yeah. And you needed episode Still three need to, to get go back. You, get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Still curious. Yeah. I mean, it's. Someday I'll figure out what happened to Laura Palmer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, someday I'll go I mean, to I'll, the... I'll figure out who killed her. I yeah. mean, I know who killed her. I, I'll I've... see Laura Dern go to a Nine Inch Nails show or something if I get far enough, I think. I told so you I'm to gonna... quit stalking her. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're checking back in on TV. Uh, hear a bunch of idiots. Are any of those shows going to make our top tens? Probably. Yes. Yes. Probably. A couple of those will come up. <laughs> yes. Most definitely. 100%. Uh, only so much about our taste has changed over the last 10 years. So your mileage may vary. Uh, find out what we think good TV is next week. There you go. So you keep watching. We'll keep talking and we'll see you all next time. 